Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Good evening and welcome to The Sages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley and as your host tonight, I'm really looking forward to our interview with a special guest. You know, one of the dominant news stories of the first month of 2021 has been the transfer of the presidency from Donald Trump to Joe Biden and all the historical firsts and rarities this particular transition has entailed. From the largest vote totals in history to the clear reluctance of the former president and losing candidates to leave office, to the violent storming of the Capitol building by thousands of Trump supporters fueled by claims of election fraud, this nation and the world has been witness to events that have defied the social and political norms of both current and prior generations. My guest tonight holds a post that puts him squarely in the middle of these issues. Gregory Diaz, whose official title is both clerk recorder and registrar of voters, is Nevada County's top election official entrusted to carry out all our local election processes. So, Greg, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Thanks for having me. It's just well, it's uh, certainly a pleasure for us, and uh, we've got a lot to uh, discuss tonight uh, regarding topical issues. But first, I'd like our listeners to get to know you a little bit better as a person. So, Greg, where where did you grow up, and how did you spend those childhood years? Uh, first of all. Keeping me in 2007, in a place outside of Philadelphia, up as a Quaker, um, um, school at Saffron in England uh, for a couple years in high school. Uh, came back, graduated from West Town School, a uh, Quaker boarding school. And then I was fortunate enough to attend Swarthmore College, uh, graduated from ago in the 70s. Uh, uh, came out to San Francisco, um, was uh, fortunate enough to get a job in San Francisco. I applied to become the assistant recorder for the city and county of San Francisco. was fortunate enough to get that position. Um, uh, my boss left, and I applied uh, to become county recorder uh, and was fortunate enough to get appointed to that position in San Francisco. Uh, I, I then added the title of county clerk. So I was clerk recorder in San Francisco from uh, 95 until 2002, pretty sure those are the dates, uh, went off into private sector, and uh, then I ran for election in 2006. I lost, uh, but then got appointed in 2007 uh, to Nevada County Clerk Recorder Registrar of Voters, and then I've won the last three elections um, here. So that's uh, a real quick thumbnail, if you will. Great. Well, thank you. And uh, just to let you know, um, at least on my end, uh, there's a lot of times when uh, uh, you're breaking up. I don't know if it's a phone cord 
Um, I don't know if that's actually coming over the radio, but it certainly is coming on on my end. So if I if there's a big gap, if I'm not saying anything in direct response to you, uh, we'll just have to blame it on technical issues. Yeah, Brian, this, okay, well, let I'm, me just I'm move around and uh, hopefully get a good spot. I'm just going to break in for a second. This is Keith in the studio, and yes, it is happening. It is incoming uh, on the line from uh, Greg, so uh, we'll see if we can make it through. We did miss some of his background there. Yeah, okay. Um, Anyway, well, we'll keep going because the last part was uh, loud and clear and worked really well. Um, Okay, well, I'm uh, moving around, so maybe I can get a better location. Okay, well, it's working great right now. Um, Okay, good. You know, that's uh, that – Quaker upbringing uh, is really, really interesting. Any other factors in your early years that exposed you or steered you towards civic involvement or government or leadership? Oh, my household, my parents were uh, very active. uh, Racial issues, civil rights issues, uh, war issues. Uh, So um, I guess I didn't have much choice. We were, my family was very (laughs) active and. uh, all those movements back in the late 50s and 60s. Okay. Was there any, uh, with those movements or anything else, was there any kind of a watershed or event or moment that was key? Yeah, I saw, I saw that question. Um, you know, one thing that sticks out, um, I had uh, gone to very good Quaker schools, uh, Swarthmore mm-hmm. College, uh, still is one of the better liberal arts colleges, in the country, right. and uh, I first go to Rutgers, and uh, there were six minorities who had been accepted. And I wow. remember this like it was yesterday. Uh, we were called into a classroom, and the professor said, "Don't expect to do as well as your white counterparts. They have more oh. experience than you, and uh, they're just going to do a better job. Uh, do the best you can. Good luck." That didn't leave a good taste in my mouth, boy. I just, boy, that just uh, sort of uh, uh, really opened my eyes to uh, um, how the environment can be in the United States. So, right, I, I thought that's a story I would share. Pissed me off. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, me, excuse it's just, the language. But, yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, shocking to hear that now, isn't it? Uh, I just. Well, yes. uh, you know, um, not really, is it? I mean, that's well, uh, you it's, know, it's this a good is point. Late seventies, so. right? Right. Yeah, you would thought that 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 kind of. Uh, well, I hadn't been exposed to it. You know, I went to Quaker right. schools. I, you know, I I I was in England as an exchange student. I, you know, I'm at Swarthmore right. College. I just hadn't been exposed to that. And uh, right. when I was exposed to it, it was a little bit of a shock. I'll just, I always remember that morning. Right. So yeah. did, uh, if I understand correctly, so you started at Rutgers, but then switched to Swarthmore? No, I, I went to Swarthmore undergraduate and graduated uh-huh. and then went to Rutgers Law School. But oh, didn't got take it. the bar in Jersey. I came out here before I took the bar exam. So Rutgers okay. was law school, graduate school, yes. Got it, got it. Yeah, even even worse. No, um, uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well clear, clearly it wasn't this particular law school professor, but are there any people who have served as mentors or role models for you? 
Uh, well, obviously my parents, but you know, I, I met a fella here when uh, me and my wife moved up here. His name is Alfred Kildow. Um, uh, hopefully some of the listeners may know Al. We called him Big Al. Extraordinary man. Uh, really taught me a lot, especially being an elected official in Nevada County and how to traverse the waters, how to uh, uh, do my job and do my job well. So I'd like to give a mm-hmm. shout out to Al. Great. Well, you just did. And I'm, I, I hope Al's listening. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, again, you know, maybe it it could be related to to your Quaker background, um, but are, you know, are there any philosophical or ethical touchdowns for you that guide you as you move through life and interact with others? You know, particularly in in the position that you currently hold. Well, you know, the Quakers, I'll tell you, um, we were very adamant about basic values. Um, I was taught at a young age and, and went through my lessons, but it's probably not a good idea to lie. It's probably <laughs> a good idea to be honest. It's a good idea to work hard. It's a good idea to treat everyone with respect. It's a good idea to try to find commonalities uh, if you're discussing an issue with people. Um, and, and to me, these are just sort of basic tenets of, of getting along. Uh, so the Quakers were, I, I never understood at the time why they would stress those behaviors, which seemed to me to be commonplace, pretty obvious. As you get older, I understand it a lot more now, and, and I'm glad I w- was able to spend time with the Quakers and, and to develop those traits. It's I, I think they really serve you well uh, the more you live life. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's, so, that's not too exciting, I know. But, uh, you know, I, I know that's, uh, uh, but it's, that's it's, it's, it's insightful. Yeah. So we're going to be moving on uh, pretty soon to some of our, our topical discussion about uh, the elections and the election process yeah. and all that. Before we do, is there um, you know anything else uh, from your background or your approach that you think would uh, would be interesting to listeners? Uh, would let people know a little bit more about you know who you are. You know, the one thing that uh, I actually um, have a little quote here. I hope I'm not breaking up too much for you. Let's see. Now it's been it's um, been good so far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a guy named Steve Bicko. Uh, in the 70s, he was against uh, apartheid in South Africa. And the mm-hmm. quote I'd like to read, the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. And I read this because with my upbringing, I was taught that I am equal to everyone else in the classroom that I am not a second-class citizen, that I am an American, that I'm as good as you. And I I think self-esteem for a lot of folks is really a early age, and I think that's what the oppressor counts on. Uh, They count on people being scared. Um, I'm not as good as you. Anyway... Uh, that's just something I, I think I was spared that with the Quakers, and uh, God, mm-hmm. I think that was great. 
Okay. Uh, just, I don't want to uh, be just too to, long-winded. Sorry about that. You're, you're not. You're you're absolutely not at all. And just to as a note, there were a couple of uh, very short breakups in in the, our last little segment, and I don't know if it's because uh, of uh, if you've gone someplace or um, if it's just the wire. But anyway, uh, it wasn't as bad as it was before, but just something to be aware of too. Okay. By the way, uh, um, are we good here? Yes, that's right now. That's okay. Great. I will just stay right here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, you're listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking tonight with Gregory Diaz, Clerk Recorder and Registrar of Voters for Nevada County. As always, you're invited to join in the conversation. If you have a question or a comment for Greg, please give us a call at KVMR. That's five three zero two six five nine five five five. Due to the technical limitations caused by our COVID-19 protocols, our engineer, Keith Porter, will take your call and relay your question on air to our guests. So we'll take a short break uh, right now, and we'll be back with more in just a few seconds. Welcome back to The Sages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley, and it's my pleasure and honor to be talking with Gregory Diaz, the top election official for Nevada County. Again, if you have a comment or question for Greg, please feel free to give us a call at KVMR, 530-265-9555. So, um, Greg, you you have several titles and wear several hats in your official position with the county. You're the clerk recorder, the registrar of voters, and in charge of the elections department. Can you tell us about the different responsibilities for each of these positions? Let's let's start with clerk recorder. Sure. Um, as the towns were being developed out west, uh, two offices were created right away. Uh, the first was the sheriff for law enforcement. The second office was the office of the county recorder. Private property equaled M-O-N-E-Y, equaled money. Mm-hmm. And so there had to be a registry of private property, and folks could use their property as collateral for loans. That was pretty much the first office set up. Uh, folks could come down, record their private property, and as the years went by, uh, many, many other documents were recorded. Uh, we have around 350 documents that get recorded. I refer wow. to these documents as records of private acts. These are not governmental records. I don't have the Board of Supervisors minutes and uh, minutes of governmental agencies. These are records of private acts, and uh, we are, uh, the law says I need to keep them. Uh, We obviously have digitized these uh, records. We have gotten into the realm of electronic recording, uh, but very, very important office uh, in in terms of what people have, what people can get. Uh, County clerk, uh, the largest responsibility for me practically on a logistical basis is uh, weddings, marriages, um, Uh deaths, and births. So I do handle all the vitals. Those are the vitals in California, birth, deaths, and marriages. Uh, We issue marriage licenses and perform ceremonies. California is what we call a license and ceremony state uh, for weddings. And then there's a register of voters, which is uh, probably the most visible 
um, aspect of what I do uh, uh, with the elections. So those are uh, sort of the three parts of my office. Okay. Well, as far as the clerk recorder goes, you know, I personally, I'm, I've already been born and I'm married, so I, I hope my name doesn't cross your desk uh, very soon. For <laughs> well, if someone wants to come in and, and look it up, uh, we call it constructive <laughs> notice. All the records are there for the public. Uh, the public's in my office all day, or used to be uh, pre-COVID, uh, so folks could see who owns what, when, mm-hmm. um, obviously mm-hmm. family histories. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Folks are always doing research in Nevada County. Again, it's a record of and private acts. And we call them official right. records for the county of Nevada. And this is all doable online now, correct? We do not have the documents online. Uh, that's been a subject okay. of controversy for 20 years. I remember, okay. I think it was Governor Davis, he, he actually called me, Hey, Greg, can someone go down there and find out where I live? I said, Yes, sir. They, they get a copy of your deed. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so documents are not online. However, the index is so you can search someone's name if there's a document you're interested in, and we can get a copy of that document to you. Yeah. All of a sudden, Greg, the uh, the cutout issue has become more has, prominent again. Okay. Now. Okay. All right. Good. So far, so good. And and you okay. made a very elegant segue into registrar of voters. Um, so, you know, that's kind of self-explanatory, but, boy, there's a lot of details involved with that. Tell us a little bit about registrar, registrar of voters and your role as the, uh, you know, head of the uh, elections department. Yeah, well, quickly, and I, I hope I'm not going to cut <laughs> and conduct elections. Uh, uh-huh. The way I run the shop, preparation is 99% of my game. Um, I de- Everything is statutory, meaning we don't have Nevada County codes to run from the Got state it. of California, or statutes, yeah. as we call them. Yeah. Okay? So um, as elections have gone by, boy, they've gotten more and more complicated, more and more reporting requirements. Uh, but voter behavior over the years. In 2018, mm-hmm. we were to become a voter Greg, choice Greg, that, that, turn, that, that you're cutting out again. I don't know. I don't know if there's okay. a matter of um, even the, the cord swinging. I don't know if that No, has there's no cord. Okay. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Let me walk out of this room. How's this? No good? Uh uh, right Hello. now it's good. Yeah, that's, that's okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about um, November's election and uh, in your from your experience, what set this year's election apart from others? You know, locally here. Well, COVID, uh, but also mm-hmm. uh, there are two terms I'd like to mention: uh, disinformation mm-hmm. and misinformation. Uh, mm-hmm. The scale really got ratcheted up this election. I mean, I'm going saying the election is Wednesday or on Tuesday. So um, 
a lot of disinformation and misinformation was out there, and that was my biggest challenge, frankly. Okay. What yeah. what was the which makes perfect sense. What was the turnout in in Nevada County? Was it substantially greater than in prior years, or about the same, or less? Yeah, it's the largest turnout. Uh, I've been here since 2007, and turnout was 97, 97.59%. Wow. Excuse me, 87.59%. Wow. And I believe we were the third highest in California. Oh, in wow. In terms of turnout. Well, good, good for us. Is, is, now, is, Nevada is that... County is always good. We always have pretty high turnout, uh, but this was really extraordinary, 87%. Right, right. You know, I'd uh, like because, to, to... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say uh, we also had uh, the most people registered for this election. Nevada County, this election, we had 75,000 people registered. Okay. Which was a lot. Uh, we probably yeah. got a good 7,000 uh, the couple weeks before the election. So people wanted to participate. They came down and registered. And uh, it was the most we ever had on our voter rolls. Okay. So when, when you say 87% turnout, that's 87% of registered voters, correct? Oh, that's correct, yes. Okay. Only registered right. voters will be eligible to receive a ballot. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd like to broach the topic that's been repeatedly brought up before <laughs> and after the election: um, voter fraud. So, um, without getting into specifics yet, are, are you aware of any instance of possible attempted voter fraud uh, locally here in Nevada County in the past election? You know, sorry to say, uh, we always have uh, situations that seem a little questionable. Um, Mm -hmm. But the amount is negligible. For example, I believe we had uh, three ballots this year out of the the 68,000 cast. I had three, and it appeared someone tried to vote twice. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, other than that, when you define voter fraud, are people impersonating people at the polls? No. Uh, are dead people voting? No. Now, mm-hmm. And I don't know someone has died. That person's going to get a ballot. It happens in every county in the United States for every election. Because right. if you don't know, you just don't know. Uh, but for right. the most part, we did not receive those ballots. In fact, we received documentation uh, that the person is deceased and we're able to clean up our rolls. So right. here in Nevada County, like I say, each election, three, four, or five folks, it appears maybe they voted twice. And even if they did, that may not be fraud. Some folks forgot. And they really did. You know, I speak to them mm-hmm. over the phone. So mm-hmm. um, here in this county, what I'm telling is, since I've been here, I don't get complaints from candidates, from campaigns, uh, from people who are running. Uh, we invite them in the office. We're very transparent. 
and uh, people do trust the process that we've established here in Nevada County. So we're okay. good. Yeah. Um, again, well, misinformation and disinformation, no fraud. Right. Well, let me let me get specific here. A gentleman named Byron Jones was engaged in a pro. Trump stopped the steel demonstration locally on January 6th and was quoted in the Union newspaper as saying the following. They witnessed with their own eyes irregularities, unconstitutional voting practices. Even right here in Nevada County, Republican poll watchers were denied entry and access to view the count on election night. Do you have any information? Yeah, and I issued my press release on January 11th, and I'm going to read uh, a couple paragraphs from my press release. Um, uh, you know, it would be better if it was just a couple of sentences because we don't have a lot of time. We, we make an effort to operate in an open and transparent manner, and I did put in my press release a person came in to observe, and they did not want to wear a mask, and they did not come in because they did not observe COVID protocols. One person. Okay. We had many, many observers. They all observed the protocol. No problem. Uh, but I have to protect staff. Uh, the county has protocol. My office has a COVID protocol, and we enforce those uh, uh, those rules. Okay. Great. Well, you know, following yeah. up uh, with that same with that same uh, article, uh, fellow protester Bethany Dankers was quoted in the Union as saying, "If fraudulence is debunked and denounced, and if it is found that Trump was actually the fraud." then we will absolutely still support the country and Biden as the rightful leader. Do you have any, uh, you know, uh, suggestions or information for Ms. Dankers regarding that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what she's getting at. Do you? I I saw that line and wasn't quite sure what she's getting at. I mean, if there was no fraud, if it was a clean election, if uh, the audits, the audits are critical. If uh, uh, the county has gone through a post-election audit and there's no variances, I would think folks should be able to trust them. So I guess that's right. what I would tell her. Right. Okay. But, well, it sounds like uh, there, there, what you're telling her is that there was uh, no uh, significant fraud in Nevada County. And uh, as far as you can tell, um, she should support uh, Biden as the rightful leader as a result of our election process. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, we've gotten a lot of kudos. I have a great staff. Uh, We're very transparent. We absolutely had no variances when we went to a hand count comparing it against a machine count. None, not even one, no variances. So I I think that inspires a lot of confidence in our process. Right. Well, you know, uh, there's, uh, you know, we could talk uh, for a long time just about this past election and the allegations of fraud and and certainly your uh, perspective on that. Uh, But I'd like to switch now and and get to, uh, you know, something maybe a little bit more general and a little more personal. And, you know, what's the most rewarding part of your work in county government? Oh, boy, the most rewarding part is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Part is being able to establish um, in my office. Um, I, I get elected, and I get elected um, by a wide margin. And uh, folks are able to call. Uh, we're able to talk with questions. 
Okay. In part, you know. All right, we're getting a little bit of that breakup again, uh, Greg, which is unfortunate. I have, uh, you know, one one final question for you. Um, how can people get involved with their county government? You know, uh, can they get involved with the elections department? You know, in any way other than, you know, uh, you've certainly invited observers I, from our prior conversation. Um, how would you suggest people get involved in their in their government? Uh, we're. If anyone has any questions, give us time. All right. Well, Greg, it's, uh, you're breaking up again, unfortunately, and we've got to get going. Uh, just want to remind people the purpose of this program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of their community, discover how others are making a difference, and how you too can be part of the positive in the region by tuning in to the Sages Among Us on Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Next week, tune in to hear uh, Lori Burkhardt-Frank. And she'll be uh, interviewing Sue Hook, a new Nevada County supervisor. Thanks for listening. Our, our guest tonight was Nevada County's clerk recorder, Greg Diaz. And thank you so much, Greg, for your time. Uh, also, thanks to Keith Porter, our engineer, for his efforts to make the show happen. Finally, to all of you listening this evening, thank you for all you do to make your world a little bit better. 